Well, welcome back, everybody, to the Disney Co. In the Know podcast, where you stay up to date on Disney and Universal vacation news. This is episode 18, and today we're going to talk about the latest Walt Disney World vacation news, including dining reservations for um, eligible guests and the new park reservation system. And then at the end of today's show, our guest will walk us through her Disney ideal day, which resort she wants to stay at, two restaurants that she wants to eat at, and the three attractions she can't wait to be back on uh, for her ideal day. But before we get to our guest and our Disney news, uh, this podcast is sponsored by 407 and Beyond Vacation Company, Disney and Universal experts who help plan your family's perfect vacation. So I have to do is show up, have fun, and create family memories. As always, our services are free to you. Visit us on the web at www.407vacations.com. And to stay up on all of the latest uh, Disney and Universal news, make sure to visit our blog page. Uh, where we post daily news articles on everything that's going on in the parks and that could affect those who have vacations or, or who are looking to go on vacation at www.forestandvacations.com backslash in the know. All right, with all of that said, I, I uh, promised we will introduce our guest and get over to the news. So Elizabeth, thanks for being on the show again. Um, welcome. Thanks for having me, Bruce. Oh, you're, you seem especially <laughs> cheery, so uh, I, I, I can't wait to hear about your ideal Disney day. It's a good one. All right. I'm well, sure many people will want to copy it. Uh, wow. Okay. She is giving out free uh, park advice. So, um, so ideal Disney day is uh, uh, something that the Disney Co. In the Know channel will be uh, starting. So we're going to go through all of our contributors, asking them about their ideal Disney day. So that that helps you plan your family vacation. So. Um, uh, each contributor's been asked to uh, stay at one resort, eat at two restaurants, and ride three attractions on, on their ideal Disney day. But uh, before we get to that fun topic, uh, Elizabeth, let's just talk about the latest news coming out of Walt Disney World. So um, I want to start with a pretty quick, easy story. Um, news broke from the Disney Travel Company that airfare will no longer be included in vacation packages for 2021. So um, if you are a guest um, with airfare that is built into your vacation package in 2020, don't worry, that is still um, okay, um, but no new airfare for 2021. So Elizabeth, mm -hmm. what do you think about this? I, I, I mean, I imagine yeah. it's just the hassle of um, selecting airfare for vacationers uh, with everything going on COVID related. Yeah, I immediately thought, I don't think this is probably a decision Disney was like in the process of making pre-COVID. I definitely think it's a COVID-related situation um, and the decision had to be made. Um, you know, traveling through the airport, getting, you know, booking your flights, dependent on, you know, which airline you're traveling on. I know I've had a lot of friends flying right now and there's differences between like Delta and United. And I can't even imagine with some of like the international flights. So I think, it, I think it's probably just smarter on Disney's end to just maybe say, um, and I don't think that, and you can correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think that they said that it's not going to be, you know, permanent. So maybe it could come back in 2022, 2023. I don't know. Um, right. but I don't think that it's a permanent 
Right. Yeah. That no. That's a good point. And because Disney uh, did specifically say that it was for the 2021 vacation season or year. Mm -hmm. So, um, so yeah, they. I. It seems like they have all intentions of obviously bringing that back. Um, and I guess in case uh, you are a viewer or listener who doesn't know, uh, when you book a Disney vacation and hopefully through 407 and Beyond Vacation Company. Um, you can build in your air airfare and so you don't have to like go out to another third party or or specific airline to book your your airline and then hook it up through disney you can get the whole thing uh done through disney and so that's that's what's temporarily suspended for 2021 yeah because i know a few questions were surrounding magical express if what was going on there and nothing we've heard yet has come out about magical express being changed or canceled or anything. So it's completely separate from that. It's um, booking your airlines or booking like your flights um, w along with your Disney vacation. Right. Uh, Elizabeth, exactly. Uh, you know, to the contrary, it's, it's, it's not even that we haven't heard any changes for Disney Express. They, they have said that Disney Express will continue running, uh, but just with um, physical distancing you know, measures in place. So um, you can book your own airfare in 2021 and still link it up with uh, your Disney reservation on your My Disney Experience app or your travel agent can help you. Um, link that up and then the bus will be waiting for you at Orlando International when you arrive and we'll take you directly to your resort. So um, actually, while we're on the topic, Elizabeth, I don't want to get too deep into this, um, but what are your thoughts on the Disney Disney Magical Express that takes you from Orlando International to the resort and then the resort to uh, back to the airport when your vacation is done? So how about you just, I, I know you have mixed feelings on it, so why don't you give us a little bit of a, a pros and cons? Okay. So we used to take the Magical Express all the time. I really loved it. Um, I thought it was a really convenient way to get from um, the airport um, to your hotel, like straight to the entrance of it. However, um, I don't know what happened, but a trip that we had gone on, we um, decided to try Uber. And it was such a seamless process to get an Uber and go to the parks. Um, and the reason why I really like doing that a little bit more is one, we don't have kids. So it's just the two of us. So it's not like we're bringing a bunch of kids and luggage. So it makes it more convenient for us. Um, obviously, Magical Express is free. An Uber from um, MCO is going to be about, depending on the day, it's going to be anywhere from like $30 to $40, um, depending on what time your flight gets in. So it is a little bit more expensive. Um, but that's an expense that I like taking because the bus ride alone is you could we've waited on that bus for 20 30 minutes and then it's about a 45 minute ride because you're on a bus to the parks and so it just feels like once you're coming off that airplane it's such a long day like you're ready to just like get onto disney property and the magical express can sometimes be a, a long process and so ordering an uber you know you get off your plane pick up your luggage, you go right to the parks. It's a little bit, it's a little bit more convenient for us because again, I think it, because we don't have kids and we're not lugging a bunch of luggage with us. Um, yeah. but for families, I think it's a really great option. Um, and it's something that is a great service that Disney offers for people. And so, um, I don't know. I've just, we've done, the Uber now so many times that thinking about doing magical express kind of gives me like, Oh, I don't want to even get back into doing that. 
but I mean, if we have to do it, we would do it, of course. Um, right. But, so mm-hmm. I, you definitely hit all all of the the points that I was thinking about, uh, and I would just reiterate that uh, we don't have kids, and so um, it is a little bit more convenient for us just to grab a you know a compact car Uber and go over to our uh, resort. Um, but I will say that for all of uh, our clients at 407 and beyond, I certainly recommend the Disney Magical Express. Um, you know, it's free for guests. The Disney vacations are already expensive enough as it is. Um, so just take advantage of that free service as long as you have a couple of hours. The distinction for Elizabeth and I being that usually uh, we hit the ground running and we want to get to the resort and parks as fast as possible. So um, so Uber is kind of our mode of transportation choice. So, all right. Um, I don't want to spend uh, any more time really on Disney's Magical Express, but that will, that will still be um, operational in 2020 and 2021, even though airfare will no longer be available in vacation packages. So Elizabeth, um, I want to talk about a story that I had mentioned on our Facebook live event, um, excuse me for passing the papers there. Um, in fact, let's just talk about Facebook Live uh, real quick. So every Monday night on Facebook Live at 7.30 p.m., you can join us for our live show. Um, I hop on Facebook Live and I take listener and viewer questions. You don't have to be a client to uh, to join us on the show. Um, ask all of your vacation questions. If it's specific to your vacation, I will uh, try my best to answer. And then, uh, you know, it's just a fun conversation with fellow Disney friends. So make sure to hop on to our Facebook page at 407 and beyond and join us Monday nights at 730 for a Facebook live event. Um, you know, on the pod. They're really fun. Oh, yeah. yeah thanks. Uh, I- <laughs> yeah. Uh- They're about an hour long. <laughs> And you can pop in and pop out and you can ask your questions that you want to ask. And yep. um, it's just a really nice time to get some good Disney information Yeah. Um, and ask those questions. Like Bruce said, like it's good if you're just asking more generalized questions because everyone's vacation probably is very specifics. But if you have specifics, he will definitely take the time to figure out those specifics for you. Yeah, I mean, you can definitely ask specific questions about your vacation, but some things I won't be able to answer unless uh, I get further detail. But uh, but yeah, come with uh, the questions that you have about your vacation because other people might be having the same questions as well. And it's not just an hour long... Oh, sorry, Elizabeth. Sorry, one second. I didn't want to interrupt you. Uh, it's not just an hour-long Q and A session. It is a, a, a time and opportunity for Disney fans to come together um, and have fun and talk vacations. And, and we'll talk about anything. Um, usually, we do talk about the latest news, and then we move into a fun conversation. So this Monday night. Uh, we are talking about continuing our theme of ideal Disney days. So uh, just today, we released an article from Disney Co. and the No contributor, Lydia, talking about her ideal Disney day. Elizabeth's going to tell us hers at the end of today's podcast. And then on Monday night, 7.30, I want to know your ideal Disney day. So I will be asking listeners and viewers and just participate in the chat box. I'll pop it up on the screen, and we'll have a good time. So um, it's just you know definitely a, a fun thing to do, especially especially during, um, you know, quarantine or, or, you know, we're not going out to the parks, the parks aren't open, but we're definitely going to continue this uh, long term because it's just good to meet more fellow Disney fans and have a fun conversation. Elizabeth, um, were you going to say anything else? Yeah, all I was going to say was, um, 
you know, I follow a ton of like the other Disney groups on Facebook. And sometimes people get asked questions that are legit questions that if you don't go to Disney a ton, you have that question. And, you know, they don't always are, they're not always received with a lot of respect and it always breaks my heart. So um, Bruce does a really good job at non-judging your questions. Um, we're very lucky to be a part of the Disney world, but we also know that sometimes people going to Disney, they don't go for many, many years and things change rapidly at the parks. Um, so if you're not going for, you know, a few years in between, you will have questions about, you know, how does dining, how do you do dining now? How do you do, um, fast pass plus, like, how does all this stuff work? So ask your questions judgment-free zone. Uh, yeah, so thanks uh, for that, Elizabeth. Um, the Disney Co. in the Know blog, podcast, and, and especially Facebook Live group is from novice to experts. So please just join us. We just would, uh, would love to have you. would love to meet you. And then hopefully meet in the parks uh, one day soon. So, all right, enough plug of our live show. Let's talk about um, a story that actually has me kind of excited. Uh, not kind of excited. I'm, it just has me excited, um, and, and it's probably not an, uh, a news story that has a lot of people excited, and that is uh, WDWNT uh, released or, or broke a story last week that over at Disney Springs at the Lime Garage, that Disney Springs was um, implementing a new security system called um, Evolve, Evolve Express specifically, and it is a, a new security system that is known in the industry for um, rapid entry. So uh, what I mean by that is it lets in a lot of people. And Elizabeth, before I get your, your input on this, let me just read this from the Evolve Express uh, site. It is the fastest weapon screening system on the market, consistently screening 60 people every minute. Um, that's 3,600 people per hour um, or 10 times faster than the traditional checkpoint system. So um, I know that's not a flashy um, news story, but you know, I think it is. as of, you know, as of recent years, um, Disney security just seems to get more and more and more congested. Uh, I can't tell you how many times I've been at the front of the park or getting ready to go into the park and my, my bag is inspect. They take everything out of the bag, which is protocol. They put it all back in and then they're like, Oh, we didn't see this one zipper. Everything comes back out of the bag. Um, and we check it again and the line just, you know, is consistently long. And this is especially an issue over at Disneyland. Sometimes, mm -hmm. um, we have waited 90 plus minutes in a Disneyland security line to get in the parks. And as much as I truly appreciate Disney security and keeping us safe, I don't want that to change, but I do appreciate the fact that Disney is looking, um, at slowly possibly implementing these Evolve Express systems so that guests can enter the park and be safe at the same time. Yeah. I When I saw this story break, um, I had two thoughts. One, um, I've kind of seen this technology, the field that I work in, um, we have a similar technology. Um, and so when I saw it, I was like, that's an, an amazing way to you know utilize this. Um, to be able to rapidly put a bunch of people through the lines um, with maintaining the high level of security that Disney provides. So I really like that to be able to see that. And then the second thought I have was, um, and this might go a little deep, but you know, everyone's so upset. I mean, 
of course we are too, the, the Disney parks being closed during this um, COVID quarantine, but maybe it's providing Disney with a little break and some time to like relook at certain aspects of the park that maybe they wouldn't have looked at just kind of like not to get on a deep level here, but just like how other individuals are kind of looking at their life and, you know, relooking at things. I think Disney maybe, you know, is now being able to take this time to maybe look at some measures that they can change and implement that they wouldn't have. Um, sure if COVID didn't happen. So sure. I don't know. Um, I think it's kind of nice and uh, I think it'll be a real, real bonus to the parks um, to be able to have this type of technology. Yeah. It'll certainly, you know, help enhance the guest experience and keep everybody safe. It seems like a win-win. So I hope if this is in fact a trial period, over at the Lime Garage at Disney Springs that it goes well. Um, and we see this, you know, implemented in the parks. I will say that I forget which outlet, Disney News outlet this was, so forgive me. Uh, but there were aerial shots of Disney's Animal Kingdom and the entire security um, metal detectors and all that in the front of, of the gate was torn down. So maybe that is a sign of, um, you know, the installation of this new Evolve Express. So, and I think that's like one of the cool things about Disney is if, you know, I started going to Disney parks in 1993 when I was three years old, that was my first time there. And just thinking back to seeing some of the pictures and everything of like growing up, like it entering the park then versus entering the park in 2019 with magic bands and everything's done on your phone like it just goes to show that disney is constantly trying to evolve and trying to you know be the most up-to-date with technology security um what have you so i think that i think it's going to be um it's going to be a really great ben uh, bonus sure yeah all right uh let's move on over to um uh, a news news that broke from Disney earlier this week, actually, um, about uh, the new park reservation system, as well as advanced dining reservations. So just to touch base on the park reservations real quick, um, if you are not uh, in the know when it comes to the park reservations, starting July 11th when the parks reopen, which will start with Disney's uh, Magic Kingdom and Animal Kingdom, followed by uh, Epcot and Hollywood Studios on July 15th, guests will not only need a valid theme park ticket, but they will need a park reservation. So a lot of our clients and a lot of uh, our, our friends on Facebook and other social media outlets have asked, you know, hey, where's this park reservation system? When can I make a park reservation? Well, first, Disney is not, uh, Disney World and Disneyland are not selling new park tickets or, or taking new resort reservations. So the only folks who can get this are those who already have tickets, like annual pass holders, um, and those uh, with reservations already. So the, the the reservation uh, calendar showed up on the annual pass holder calendar um, this week on our My Disney Experience, and the 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 days in green showed um, days in which you need a park reservation, which was every day. And um, but the one thing that kind of you know caught my attention was that the calendar went all the way to till June 2021. So, so Elizabeth, it looks like at least um, in this initial phase of uploading to My Disney Experience and on DisneyWorld.com that we could very well see the Disney Park Reservation System, which is going to be in place to help with capacity levels at least for another 12 months. Does this surprise you, Elizabeth? 
Um, I don't know. When it first broke, it surprised me a little bit. Um, but then realistically, just thinking about how this virus has spread, um, I work in the healthcare field, so I can see um, kind of those changes on that side. It's not that surprising now um, to kind of hear about this. Um, I think it's on Disney's part. They always play it safe. And so even if it doesn't go until June 20, you know, 21, um, at least it shows people that like, Hey, look, we're going to be taking this seriously. Um, and this is when we you're going to expect through the holiday season, through the beginning of the year that we're going to be having this, um, yeah. these, uh, reservations. Yeah. So. I mean, for it to be all the way through June, 2021, um, you know, I'm anxious for, for the system to release. I fully expect it to be on my Disney, ex uh, my Disney experience app. Um, some people have thought or have speculated that it might come out with the new Disney genie, um, app, but I think it's going to be on the, my Disney experience app. Um, and, and you're going to kind of just have a park reservation as if you're making a dining reservation or, or a fast pass. I think you're going to look at what's available for, for the days that you're going to be there um, and try to try to snag a reservation. One key thing that I do want to say with the park, new park reservation system is that we have been told that just because you have a resort reservation does not mean that you're guaranteed entry into the parks. So you should definitely be aware that you uh, could go on your vacation um, and actually those are, are starting June 22nd. Um, and, and that does not guarantee you entry when the parks reopen starting on July 11th. So something to definitely pay attention to. Um, and then Elizabeth, yeah, uh, no, all I was going to say to that too was, um, you know, maybe, um, that when and I know like run Disney, um, they released, like you just had signups a few days ago for the princess run. And it was very limited again for how many people had it. Um, a few months or a few weeks ago, they had the opening for the um, Disney Marathon in 2021. And a few of the things I was reading was speculating that maybe they'll open up more spots depending on how the virus proceeds. So um, I think at first they're going to be very limited on the number of spots, but maybe, you know, by 2021, um, it's more to capacity of what they would have. So yeah. spots would be opening up like more, I don't know. Right. No, you're definitely, I mean, you're definitely, uh, right about that, that as things progress, uh, the capacity levels will continue to rise. Um, and so yeah. maybe through 2021, we'll start seeing, you know, I think it's projected or at least speculated that the parks will be at some, somewhere between like 25, 30% when they reopen in July. Um, mm -hmm. and, and then maybe in 2021, we start seeing 50%, 60% and, and so forth. So, uh, just real quick on this topic, let's talk about ADRs real quick, advanced dining reservations. So, um, as many of you know that, um, Disney world, uh, wiped clean all dining reservations, um, through 2020 or, or till yeah, through 2020. And that includes dining packages, and anyone with an existing resort reservation is required to have a new uh, or, or to make new dining reservations. Um, and that will obviously be in align with your um, park reservation for the day. So um, the news came out just this week from Disney that those with an existing resort stay between June 22nd and July 10th. So that is uh, four days from today and up until one day before the parks open. 
um, you can make uh, an ADR um, for a resort restaurant. So there are a list of resorts that are opening on June 22nd, which include uh, DVC Villas and Fort Wilderness. Um, and uh, uh, you know, uh, a good majority of the restaurants at those locations at those resorts will be opening. So, um, you can make a reservation for between June 22nd and July 10th at one of those, um, resorts, those DVC resorts. Uh, but you must call into the, uh, Disney vacation number. So, um, just a little bit yeah. of news, you know, coming from, from that front that, you know, dining is starting to reopen the only, um, character dining, um, location that will be reopening, um, starting June 22nd for, you know, the foreseeable future is Topolino's Terrace over at the Riviera Resort. Um, and I think that's just because, um, the characters there kind of have this song and dance performance and they can kind of stay away from, from characters or from guests because there's no way that, um, the guests will be walking around tables at character dining events. So, all right, Elizabeth, um, let's move on, um, to, to, okay. to other news. Let's move on to uh, the new, uh, I think they're incredibly cool, um, the new health uh, campaign or uh, health awareness campaign that Disney's putting mm -hmm. together using the Incredibles. So mm -hmm. um, I'm, I'm going to tell you which uh, graphic I'm going to be pulling up here, but there's a series of four posters or five posters um, with different characters from The Incredibles. And uh, the the quote from Disney is, just like The Incredibles, we each have a role to play um, as we watch out for one another. So kind of instilling in the guest the the expectation that you will wear your mask, you'll keep the physical distancing, um, and you'll, you'll be respectful for others. So let me pull this one up here. And it's uh, Mrs. Incredible with her uh, long extended arm. And uh, it's so funny because it's maintained proper distance. And I love the artwork with these as well. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, it's really cool kind of pastel colors and they use the, they use the right characters for the right health and safety, um, component. So, you know, her with her, her extended arm for social distancing or physical distancing. Um, and then there's, uh, freeze uh, and he's like, be cool and check your temperature, um, because we know that anybody with a temperature of 100.4 or higher will not be allowed entry into the park. Um, and, and kind of the key thing to, to know what that is, um, if that also extends to anybody in your party. So if anybody in your party has a temperature of 100.4 or higher, your whole party cannot go into the parks. So, um, it's just not that individual. So, uh, it's pretty cool that, um, that he he's the one doing the, the the check your temperature. Yeah, it was almost like it, they were designed for COVID. <laughs> I know, I know. And, and they're, they're just With, so when cool. I saw these, I was like, oh my gosh, they're like designed for the virus. <laughs> yeah, and you definitely can't beat more Incredibles in the parks and everything else. I know. So. I I love seeing the Incredibles like over um, near Toy Story Land and uh, Hollywood Studios. Um, and of, of course, Pixar Pier out in, uh, Disneyland, but, um, or Disney or California adventure, but I love the Incredibles so much. I've always loved that movie. So yeah. it's really cool to see them like more in the parks and doing that. Even if it is in, in this manner, but I, I just appreciate the fact that they're, yeah. they're using the theming, uh, for the responsibility, not only to oneself, but to others, um, when it mm -hmm. comes to when the parks reopening, cause these could just be, um, kind of normal posters, you know, it says stand six feet apart, but instead these are, these are posters that kids can understand. And the whole, right. 
the whole campaign, you know, is targeted to kids like, hey, just like be just like the Incredibles and keep your keep your distance. So um, let me pop up two more of these graphics here. Um, it's Dash, uh, the little boy. And he's like, washing your hands is super. Uh, together we can make uh, today incredible. Um, and he's he's got kind of soap suds coming from his hands. And then the other one is uh, in the mode. And she's like, cover up, darling. Um, I hope I did that 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 voice well. <laughs> Cover up, darling. And then she's got she's pointing to a face mask face mask, and it says it's not just stylish, it's smart. So uh, yeah. I think just an incredible campaign from um, Disney. Uh, oh yeah, I didn't that that was heavy handed. I didn't even mean to to say what an incredible campaign. Um, but it no, is. I, think I it's love so it. Smart form to keep yeah the magic, and that's what people are. I think are really nervous about is when they go back into the parks, especially if you've gone out. If you're not from you know, if you're going out to restaurants, you know, around here, um, you're probably getting a little nervous. Like what's Disney going to do? How are they going to keep it magical? And how's it going to still feel like this really warm place? Um, but I think with this campaign, it kind of shows like they're going to be in it and they're going to be, you know, like it's sort of like the stormtroopers at Disney Springs, right? Like they're watching over and, um, they're doing the best that they can. Right. And, you know, uh, Disney did lower the age uh, of the face mask requirement to age of two. So anyone uh, two years or order will need will, will be required to wear a face mask. So, uh, you know, using the characters to help with that will, you know, hopefully help toddlers because, um, again, we don't have kids. But, you know, I can imagine keeping a mask on a two-year-old or three-year-old will be difficult. Necessary, but difficult. So, all right, let's move on. Um, today is the 10th birthday of the Wizarding World at Universal. Um, and so I just wanted to take a couple of minutes to talk about the things that we love about the Wizarding World. But I want to keep a focus on uh, Hogsmeade because Hogsmeade is what opened up first, uh, followed by Diagon Alley um in, in the other parks so um over at um universal studios uh orlando so um elizabeth what, what are the things that you yeah. love about hogsmeade um you know what why is it special um you know i could probably go on and on and on about hogsmeade um and what having harry potter in a theme park meant to me and still does mean to me um i think that the wizarding world at universal in both parks uh universal orlando and islands of adventure um ranks amongst the best themed areas in a theme park it can it rivals disney um, but just, just talk to me about what it means to have Harry Potter in the theme park on his 10th birthday and, uh, just kind of your overall perception of, uh, Hogsmeade. Yeah. So I was actually there the first, um, year that it opened and I just remember going there and thinking like you had stepped into the books. If you have read the books, you felt like you stepped into everything you have read. Um, and so it was an absolutely incredible feeling to feel that. And like Bruce said, I mean, it is hard to beat the theming that they do throughout. And, um, it's just, it, it's such an incredible interactive experience. And I love how they're constantly evolving it, like with bringing, um, Hagrid's motorbike now, 
um, as well and bringing that part of the, um, the story into the park. And so I can only imagine what it's going to be like, um, you know, in a few years I've heard, you know, a, a fan theories of, you know, bringing in, um, Newt Scamander and his magical beast in that land. And, um, I just think that it's, it's incredible that it's been 10 years ago that it first opened. I can't believe that. Um, and now having the addition of, um, the Hogwarts express and, um, all of that. I mean, I, I feel like I don't even have words for it because it's absolutely such a magical experience. Um, right. And now Elizabeth, let me, uh, let me ask you. So, uh, when Hogsmeade in, in the wizarding world first opened, um, the, 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 the attractions there were slightly different. So we still had mm -hmm. Harry Potter and the Forbidden Journey, which is still mm -hmm. there inside the castle. Um, we no longer have Flight of the Hippogriff, but we have uh, the addition of Hagrid's. So even mm -hmm. in the 10 years, we have had the you know evolution of attractions, uh, not including the addition of uh, you know Escape from Gringotts and everything over there at Diagon Alley, but just in Hogsmeade, uh, the, the new you know, absolutely terrific roller coaster of, of Hagrid's, um, motorbike adventure, which, um, you and I have been on several times and is just, um, a ter terrific, terrific, uh, roller coaster. One of the best, I would say. Um, so Elizabeth, just yeah. talk about Hagrid's, uh, motorbike adventure, uh, before we move on. So Hagrid's motorbike adventure is the best roller coaster in the world that I've ever ridden. <laughs> um, it that's, was, a, that's a pretty strong statement. <laughs> it was so unexpected on many parts. Um, I saw it in the sidecar. Um, and so most of the time, I don't think I've ridden um, in the, on the motorcycle, but that, I mean, either way where you're sitting, it's absolutely awesome. And it's really cool. I love Hagrid's character. I always have really enjoyed him. And so to see him have an entire ride dedicated to um, his adventure, I thought was really cool. And to really go throughout the book um, and not just stick to one book, but bring in different aspects of all the books of, of him and um, his adventures into that roller coaster, I thought was absolutely amazing. Right. Um, and to your first question, I just remember the first time I went there, I just thought about this and we ate at the three broomsticks. And I remember like thinking, I cannot believe I'm eating at the three broomsticks right now. <laughs> like that's how, like, I was like waiting for Harry and Hermione and Ron to like pop out somewhere because it, it's so much like your JK Rowling. I know she's in some hot water right now, but she does such an, an incredible um, visual that you conjure up these ideas in your in your head when you're reading the books and watching the movies. And then for them to be able to make that into a theme park, I mean, it's absolutely, absolutely amazing. Yeah. I, I, I it, you know, as uh, Harry Potter fans, um, it was just incredibly special when this, um, part of the theme park opened to be able to step into Hogsmeade, um, Hogwarts, uh, go into Zonko's, um, you know, grab butterbeer and pumpkin juice, 
um, you know, Harry Potter, you know, the Wizarding World at Universal Orlando also changed the game a little bit. Um, you know, this is this predates um, Pandora over at uh, Disney's Animal Kingdom. It predates, obviously, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge over at Hollywood Studios. Um, and it's kind of those three themed lands that right now kind of hold the title of best themed lands in a theme park, uh, particularly yeah. in Orlando. So um, I think we have to give credit where credit is due for sure about harry potter being in a theme park through the wizarding world at universal and how that kind of changed the game and, and disney had to step up their game and come out with you know because a lot of people don't know this disney was in the running to have harry potter at the theme parks at D a disney theme park and um the fact that uh universal won you know disney had to step it up and then we got pandora and then we got star wars galaxy's edge um and so it's only been a positive for the guest experience but um I tell clients all the time, if you are even thinking about doing some sort of split stay or a day or two over at Universal, let me know because if you are even the smallest of Harry Potter fans, you will absolutely love Hogsmeade and um, Diagon Alley. So it's one of those things Can that just, you just oh. you can't miss if you're in the Orlando area um, on vacation and you are the slightest Disney fan. Yeah, Elizabeth, go ahead. Harry Potter fan. Um you said this. <laughs> oh, sorry. Harry Potter fan. Yes. Sorry. No, all I was going to say was I remember finishing um, the books and I, the first time I read them through many years ago and I kept thinking, I just want a letter from Hogwarts. And then I went to the parks and I felt like I had gotten that letter um, because that's how much it and it like checked that box off for me. I was yeah. like, even if I don't, you know, get the letter, which I'm not getting the letter to go to Hogwarts, it felt like I had gotten the letter. And if you have young kids that are into Harry Potter and they're currently reading the books, I know um, I we have some family friends that are, you know, she's reading the books and she went to um, to the Wizarding World and talking with her, she's 10 years old and she was so she absolutely loved it. Like she could not stop smiling. She could not say how much it felt like she was actually in the books and the yeah. movies. So yeah, that that's well, well said. So let's use that to talk about our last news story of the week and it involves food. So <laughs> lucky us. Um, so it was just announced this week that Gideon's Bakehouse, which is a local Orlando bakery, um, will open up its own location at Disney Springs across from Jock Lindsay's. And in case you don't know where that is, it's over there near the boathouse. Um, and so this will be the flagship location um, of of Gideon's Bake Shop. And let me throw up a picture of this cookie. I'm telling you, the, the reviews on these cookies are insane. Yeah. I mean, the, this photo of this chocolate chip cookie, I mean... I, I don't even know what to say other than I can't wait to visit. Uh, Elizabeth? Um, yeah, I have to say, I had never heard of this bakery before. And then all I, I, was, I looked at the photo of it. I think I saw it on Disney Parks blog first. And I was looking at it, and then I was, like, reading the comments. And all it was was, like, very positive, yeah. very excited comments. And so, to be honest... I did not even realize it was a cookie. I didn't know what it was. Um, <laughs> yeah. I was like, what is that? <laughs> and um, so then I clicked the link and I was like, oh, that's a cookie. Um, 
being the dietitian that I am, I was like, how many, the first thought I had was how many calories are in that cookie? <laughs> it doesn't um, matter when you're a, at Disney, Elizabeth. Okay. I'm like, it's a great way to share something with your family. <laughs> um, but I mean, they absolutely look ridiculously they do. awesome. Um, Elizabeth, let me ask you. I would love to try it. Um, it, it they came out and said there's going to be uh, three, at least three special uh, you know, flavors. One of them is, let me just read them and then you pick which one you are most inclined to get, uh, ne okay. next time. So peanut butter crisp, co mm. cookies and cream and mm. pistachio toffee, dark chocolate. So wh which one, which one sounds best to you? Because I'm probably going to have all three. So, okay. Um, uh, and you'll hit your calorie count for the month. Uh, okay. Um, no, no calories the... at Disney. You know this, no <laughs> calories at Disney. The last one has all my favorite food um, options, um, pistachio, toffee, and dark chocolate. Yeah. So I'm going to say that one. I absolutely <laughs> love anything dessert-wise with pistachio. So I that one, that, that, that one sounded good. just like you. So mm -hmm, it did. All right, let's. Uh, the cookies and cream sounds just like you. So I can't believe you didn't <laughs> go for that one. That sounds really rich. Well, I did go. I did go for it because I said I'm going to get all three. Oh, so. all three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right. Um, all right. So that, that, that wraps up the uh, This Week in Disney World news. So Elizabeth, uh, kind of the, the segment that I have been really looking forward to is this new series that we're doing called, uh, you know, the Ideal Disney Day. So you are going to be the first one that we do this with. Um, our contributor, Lydia, uh, like I said, posted an article about her Ideal Disney Day as well. Um, her and I will be filming um, at a later date talking about that and a little bit more in depth. So, um, but Elizabeth, you're the first one. And so the, the, the task is pick one resort that you want to stay at. Um, and you don't have to have had stayed there in the past. You don't have to have had, you know, eaten at the restaurants or uh, ridden these attractions. Um, these, this is just your ideal Disney day and you can make it happen. Um, you're going to get fast passes. You're going to get dining reservations, the whole thing. So, um, yeah. so pick one resort, two restaurants and three attractions. So let's, let's start with, um, your ideal, your ideal stay. And let's start with the, the resort of, uh, your choice. Uh, what, which, which resort would you pick? Okay. So my ideal day, I think, changes monthly, probably, depending on, like, what I'm really into. So right now, I would definitely start out at Yacht and Beach. Um, love that hotel so much. We've talked about it in previous podcasts before. Um, and I would stay on the yacht side. And um, in the morning, I would wake up. I'd head over to the bakery. I know that's that's not my restaurant choice, um, but just to grab a bite over at the boardwalk. <laughs> You're getting in and that then, extra restaurant choice there. Yes, exactly. Um, and then I would walk. Um, so I love walking through Epcot to get to the monorail. So I would walk through Epcot to get to the monorail just to be able to enjoy the Epcot park because that is my favorite park um, to catch the monorail to go over to Magic Kingdom. And I would start my day over there. Um, first ride I'm hitting oh. up for sure is Space Mountain. That's probably my favorite ride on property. Okay. Um, am I going too fast? Well, uh, a little bit. So let's let, let's actually go back to the Yacht and Beach oh. Resort. So um, okay. and we'll just go in Sorry. order. No, 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 you're good. Uh, I love the itinerary. I love that you've already have you have your day planned out, which is so 407 and beyond. Um, yeah. But no, uh, let's let's talk about Yacht and Beach. So why did you pick Yacht mm -hmm. and Beach? Well, I've said this many times. Like I said on the podcast, I love the difference between the yacht side and the beach side. 
And I think they do a really good, um, like blend of each other. Um, I like the yacht side a little bit more, um, just because I'm more into like, uh, I guess kind of the sailing side of things and much of much less of the beachy side of, of things. So I like the decor more on the yacht side. Um, I also really like the grab and go for breakfast option there. Um, if you need that, but I also really like the pool. That's probably the main cellar. Uh, it has sand on the bottom. It has a wonderful lazy river, a really nice bar, a really fun slide for kids or adults. Um, <laughs> I think it does. It has a nice veranda that you can sit out on with rocking chairs when you want to take a break from the parks. Um, it has all the amenities that I love from Disney with the convenience of being super close to Epcot, which is one of my favorite parks. And well, as well as being able to walk over to boardwalk or, um, studios. So you get a location that is perfect for, you know, two parks, which no hotel really can say that, um, as well as yacht and beach. And it's a little bit nicer too, because it does have, um, more of an adult vibe, I would say, even though the pool's really cool for some reason, it just brings more of an adult vibe. So if you don't have kids, I think it's a great park to, uh, resort to be at sure and i'll just i'll just comment on your selections uh elizabeth that uh the yacht and beach definitely ranks up there uh definitely like a a top four resort for me right now um and and to your point it's all because of location well not all because of location but a a key component is you can walk right over to epcot um and and grab dinner grab breakfast whatever walk around world showcase you can be there late and walk back to your resort and then you can walk over to hollywood studios early in the morning and get your rise of the resistance boarding pass um yeah and, and just that location it's on the skyliner um which doesn't have a whole lot of utility um if you're at the yacht and beach because you can also walk but it is such a fun ride um and and so <laughs> for some of us uh not not for you so um <laughs> so yeah i i love storm along bay the pool uh as you suggest yeah. and uh so you know there's no wrong answer but i will say elizabeth uh that great choice on the resort so thank you um let's go what are your restaurants uh where are you eating lunch at so uh, let's let's build the itinerary up a little bit um you had okay. said that you're going from the Yacht and Beach through Epcot, catching the monorail to the Magic Kingdom. Uh, before we get to the attractions at the Magic Kingdom, where are you eating lunch? So I'm going to be eating, and you're going to have to correct me on the actual word, but it's the storybook um, dining yes. experience at... Oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, no. The storybook dining at Artist Point with Snow White. It's a, it's a yes. lengthy name for a restaurant, but the storybook yeah. dining at Artist Point with Snow White. Yep. So I'll be dining there um, because I've never dined there before. um, And I really have uh, because they just really converted that right before COVID. And we had reservations to check it out um, in March. Um, And so I would love to dine that there. The experience looks amazing. And so it would just be something new, which is something that I think as avid Disney people, we're always looking for something new that Disney is offering. Um, so that's why I would choose going there. Um, and then I also love wilderness lodge. So I would check out the, the hotel as well. Yeah. This, this restaurant, um, is amazing, uh, good food and it's just so intimate and quaint, uh, but yeah. like rustic at the same time that, uh, terrific choice. So, all right, let's talk. Mm-hmm. What attractions are you riding when you are at the magic kingdom? Cause you have a couple of attractions here. Yes. 
Space Mountain for sure. That's my favorite ride. Um, I swear it gets faster every single time we go. Um, I absolutely love that ride. I love Tomorrowland. I know it gets knocked a little bit, but I enjoy Tomorrowland. And then I would make my way over to the Seven Norths Mine Train. Um, that's just a really cute, fun ride. Um, I think it has a lot of detail that people don't point out a lot from swinging back and forth when you're going through the mines, um, from the music. I love how they bring in the old aspect of the Snow White ride at the very end. Um, it's just a really cute, fun ride. So that would be my second ride. You are, you, again, no wrong answer, but I, I couldn't agree more with your selections. Um, so where are you going after the Magic Kingdom? You told me that you are, you're leaving Magic Kingdom. Where are you headed? Yeah. So I like taking a break from Magic Kingdom a little bit, um, especially as we're coming into more of the um, evening hours, because I would like to make my way back over to Epcot and I would take a monorail um, that you can take um, back into Epcot and I would go for dinner. Um, do we go with dinner? Yeah, let's go with dinner. Okay. Um, at the Mexican Pavilion. Um, and Bruce, can you yes. tell me the... The name of the restaurant is La Cantina de San Angel. So it is yes. uh, right outside the, the big pyramid at the Mexico Pavilion. Mm -hmm. And I would get our traditional nachos grande with a side of tacos. And of course, my favorite drink, a spicy blackberry margarita. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and um, we would eat that and then we would finish the night by walking over to Norway and riding on, um, frozen ever after or frozen, frozen ever after frozen ever after. Um, you're much better with the um, <laughs> titles than me. That's good. Good that you're the, hey, I'm the, I'm the vacation planner. <laughs> I have to know these things. <laughs> yeah. Um, the frozen ever after attraction, um, such a fun ride. Um, always puts a smile on your face and then just finish the evening walking around the countries and then head straight back to, um, yacht and beach. Yacht and beach, and it's a walk. Uh, you know, within that walking distance. Exactly. So, Elizabeth, that sounds like the perfect ideal day. Thank you Thank for you. sharing that. Um, Thank you for letting me share it. Hopefully, uh, yeah, no problem. Hopefully, uh, you know, some of our viewers and listeners who are thinking about going on a Walt Disney World vacation can can use your ideal Disney day as a little bit of help in planning their vacation. So, um, and, and just to clarify, uh, here, a Four Seven and Beyond Vacation Company, if you book with us we can help you book your vacation we can be as involved or as little involved as you want when it comes to your plans so um you know our services are free we are paid directly through uh walt disney world and disneyland and all of the other travel destinations and so um so yeah if you use us we'll book your trip and then we can help you plan yours um making those reservations for you or at the very least you know helping you um come up and generate a plan with our expert advice so elizabeth thank you for for sharing that i it sounds like an incredibly fun day yeah i i can't wait so we can get back to doing something like that. <laughs> I know. <laughs> All right, Elizabeth, before we uh, we close out on this episode, episode 18, uh, do you have anything anything else you want to add? No, I don't think so. Just everyone stay safe, wash your hands, social distance, 
still important. Yeah. All right. Uh, thank, uh, thanks for being on the show, Elizabeth. Appreciate it. Thank and you. we'll, uh, we'll see you on a future episode. So, Sounds so good. for you, the, the listener and viewer, thank you for watching. Uh, we come out with a new podcast every Thursday evening. Um, you can find us on iTunes and on YouTube. So check us out at Disney Co. in the know. Um, and then also join us on Monday nights for Facebook live events. Uh, join in on the discussion, ask your questions, um, and just be a part of the Disney community. We would love to see you, love to hear from you, and uh, what a way to meet new Disney friends. So uh, just a, another reminder that uh, to stay in the know, follow our blog page at 407vacations.com backslash in the know with all of the latest Disney and Universal Vacation news. So, um, so guys, thanks a lot for watching. Stay safe, and we'll see you next week.